Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about the precursor to Bitcoin. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. I'm back with another episode of the Ask Philip podcast. We're live on LinkedIn. If you're listening to the show and you're not following me on LinkedIn, you're going to miss the live because some of this stuff is time sensitive information that you need to know to make some money. I'm, I'm completely lying on that. If you listen to my show, you know I don't do trading in the short term. I just want you to follow me on LinkedIn so I can build my following. So if you are listening, just just follow me on LinkedIn. It, it it helps it helps out my ego. Makes me feel a little bit better. Um, but let's get into the episode. So, <clears throat> you know, one one of the things about communicating finance and trying to communicate it simply is you sometimes, or maybe I'm not a master at it, but I sometimes have to make things less complex to make it digestible, and so I'm. And so I, I feel like I've done a, a, a really bad job of maybe um, communicating like the big picture of everything that's going on. And so I'm going to, I'm going to, I spend some time really studying the Euro dollar market because I feel like that's the other piece of the puzzle that needs to be understood to understand everything going on in the, in the global economy. And let me explain, let me explain what I mean. So you, you've heard me say multiple times and I, I try to differentiate like inflation from debasement because uh, I've, I've said for a while we're we're in an environment where there's going to be a prolonged global gro- um, global non-growth basically or slow growth because of all the debt in the system because of the fact that a lot of the people that 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 have the money are, are older the boomer generation the, the big generation so their spending is. Was down, and you have this lot of what we call deflationary pressure. At the same time, that there is uh, debasement of the currency going uh, on around the world, which are kind of two conflicting ideas. And it may sound, you know, you may say, "How do you have, you know, debasement, which typically we think of as inflation and deflation, at the same time?" And so. Um, what I what I want to do is just sit on something called the euro dollar market to to help you understand what I mean. So let's let's kind of start in the in the beginning <clears throat> of the euro dollar market, which is what I call the precursor to Bitcoin, and you'll understand once you once you under, uh, once I explain it. So going back to what I talked about before, the Bretton Woods Agreement in 1945, which is the New World Order uh, set after World War II. And it's where all you know the Allies put their gold in the U.S. and and, I, and I'm saying going through it fast because I've said this multiple times before. But the Allied powers put their gold in the U.S. and we issue and we issue like dollars as the world reserve to do trade globally. <clears throat> and so something that was talked about in that period of time, some guy named Triffin, I forget his first name, but it's called the Triffin Dilemma. Meaning, meaning, uh. It's it's really difficult for a a country to be the reserve currency for too long 
because there becomes a point in time where the national interest of the reserve country conflicts with, uh, you know, non <laughs> everybody else's interest, right? Because because as the reserve currency, uh, and, and 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 at the time it was backed by gold, right? And so um, as as <clears throat> uh, as global growth grew. You you would have to print money at a rate that would make the money, um, you know, elastic. Meaning you had to have enough dollars in the system to account for not just growth domestically but growth globally. And if you print it too much money, it hurts your domestic economy um, because it it would it would water down your your uh, local economy savers money, right? Um, too much. Now, granted, it has done that, but it's been slowly, you know, over that period of time. But, you know, but there were already cracks that happened like 10 years, somewhere around 10 years after the uh, Bretton Woods because um, America was not creating enough money, fat, you know, fast enough for global growth. And so there was a, a shadow dollar market created offshore. Nobody knows when it started. It, it doesn't really... There wasn't. There, it's not like a. It's not like our dollar system, which can be tracked and monitored, right? This was off the books shadow, you know, a shadow system that evolved to fill the gap where the dollars were not created, and it was done through like international banks. Um, some people think it was, you know, Russia was a big part of it because of the Cold War, and they didn't want to hold dollars in in the in U.S. banks, but nobody really knows. But the point is, it was a shadow banking system. That and if you understand banking system, you understand like money is created in in this system by like you can have a deposit. So let's say you have a deposit of a million dollars, and off the million dollars, you you can build credit off that. So from that million, you can lend five, ten, twenty million dollars off that one million dollars as long as everybody doesn't co- want to collect all their money at once, right? That's how credit is formed. You know, if you don't understand that, pause, go YouTube. How is a credit based system worked? It'll help you out, but just understand that's a credit-based system. But my point is, so you would have people who had actual dollars, they would deposit dollars in international banks, and then those banks would create credit or more dollars off the dollars in the deposit. And so you had this shadow banking euro dollar system created outside of the regulatory authority and the rules of this system. And there was no like central body that... Um, that regulated or handled it, it was all uh, a decentralized international system. This is why I call it the precursor to Bitcoin, because what Bitcoin did was it built a, it's building a financial system outside of, you know, it's a decentralized financial system controlled by the people that's outside of the current system. And and this this was built like in the 50s uh, and, is, and is still uh, in force today, right? This is where you get the euro dollar futures uh, LIBOR rate. Right, rate rates that international banks are willing to uh, operate and lend and, and and trade money at. So the money or the way the way it works is they're 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 actually for the euro you know for the euro dollar system today is it's really it's just a ledger right. So so at this point when you when you say euro dollar system people people might think oh, okay so these are these are just the dollars that are in the non U S banks. I'm like no that 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 makes it too simple. It's really just accounting, right? It's like, okay, this is who owns what, right? Uh, and who owes me what, you know, in the system. And everybody has it on their books, but it's 
it's an informal ledger that everybody keeps. Again, just like the blockchain and, and, and Bitcoin, um, without the transparency, without the monetary limits of, of how much money there's going to be, right? Without all that kind of stuff. But that's that's how it works. And this is actually like what blew up the, the, the system in 2008 because when you have a system outside of regulation uh, and, and folks are making money, like there's, there's, there's no limit on like how much, pe- you know, how much people are going to, um, li- you know, extend credit against the, the deposits they, they actually might have of actual dollars, right? Because again, the, the real system is just, you know, uh, a ledger base of who owns what and, 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 uh, and, 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 and the other part about it is not everybody has everybody books, which kind of makes it, which kind of makes it crazy. So whenever, the economy slows up and there becomes a shortage because there's all again there the the premise of it and I know I'm 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 going in the weeds here so I'm trying to bring it back but the premise is there was not enough dollars created to support the global economy in the first place which is why they created the shadow banking system and these basically these are like um credit is a derivative of dollars right whenever whenever you hear the word derivative think it's a contract to deliver dollars in the future that's what credit is and so over the last 50 years, there's been these crazy derivative markets that were created, not just not just credit, but like credit default swaps, you know, all these swap markets that you heard about in 08 that blew up the system. I mean, this is a evolution of that euro dollar market created by international banks to get sophisticated with 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 finance. But what happens is since since all this is just ledgers, right, and I'm, and I'm going to oversimplify it, let's just for sake of simplicity say because nobody really knows the number. So, so, so here, so just, and this is, this will help you. Let's say there's a million dollars in the bank, but now in the whole system, there's a hundred million credit, you know, that was in a ledger that different people, owe, you know, owe to different people um, in the system, right? That's a, that, that means if everybody claims, if everybody wants to claim their actual money, it's not enough money to cover the, 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 the money that's, that, the, that the system's been built off of, right? It's only a million bucks in the bank, but there's a hundred million dollars of creditor contracts that were built off of it. And that works in good times, but when times are slow and people are like, oh man, I need to actually like claim my money now to pay off things, that creates a problem because now everybody's like, you know, it's, it's like musical chairs. They're like rushing to close their books. And so that creates like a run. A, a, a run on the bank, and, that, and that's what OA is, right? And and, and so here's here's the here's the um, you know here's the crux of the situation. So you you play that out over you know that 1945 period of time, you know to where you know to now, and we're still short dollars. You know we just have a whole lot of credit, and. Why that's important is now. Now you now you fast forward to what I said in the beginning. You look at Americans, and when the central bank creates and prints more money and doesn't pay us on savings, that hurts Americans because like we're saving money and not getting paid on it. And at the same time, people who are close to the credit spigot and can borrow money, you know, they're like, cool. Um, I'm going to like borrow this money. And since I know there's a dollar shortage, I'm going to buy up U.S. assets. I'm going to buy up U.S. real estate. It, it makes those things more expensive for Americans, right, who are saving money uh, and, and maybe can't get the credit, which is the majority of them. And so it, your money and savings is still getting devalued 
because it's, you're not earning anything, right? And I, and, and this, this this is the part where I'm working to get to the point. It's like, for example, you want to save for a home. The the old way that when, when they actually you know old way was they would pay you interest and you could save money and your interest plus your savings would pay for the home. Now when you save money, they're not paying you any interest, so you got to save more money. Oh, and the price is going up because. Everybody around the world is like, there's a shortage of dollars, so I'm going to borrow as much money, and I'm going to buy U.S. assets, right? And, oh, and by the way, you got other people who, you know, um, specifically, let's use Texas, for example, you know, um, they're moving from other parts of the country where um, they were paid in a different currency, like public, you know, like public stock, right? The Silicon Valley folks who, again, not enough dollars, right? So uh, VC stepped in financed startups, right? And startups um, pay a lot of their employees in, in a different currency called company stock, right? The stock went up a lot. They sold that, bought property in California, now turned around and bought it in Texas. And so it, it it's a, it's a, it's a complex system, but it's, it, it, it devalues the, the money of the people who are not participating uh, in, in the system in the right way. Here's my point for explaining it. The euro dollar system is the, is at the is at the center of all this, right? It's at the center of of why the government is going to have to keep printing money because there's a shortage of dollars. That's going to continue to hurt more Americans who are are not um, in a position where their income uh, and or the currency they own uh, is outpacing the money printer here locally, right? So so if 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 you're a shareholder and em- or uh, employee who's getting paid in Tesla stock or Square stock or whatever that's growing at the higher rate than the you know money printer um, then you're getting left behind and and or if you're working at a regular job and you're not saving your cash in and again I'm just making up Tesla stock Square stock Bitcoin things that are growing at a at a higher rate than the money printer rate here locally right then 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 you're losing right because again there's a there's a dollar shortage, and so because of that, um, there there have been new currencies that have been uh, created to get around the system. And if you were locked out of, do- if you're like last in getting dollars, if you're not getting access to the new currency, whether again company stock, euro dollars, um, all this kind of stuff, then like you're at the bottom of the totem pole in, in the in the in the financial deal, and so. This happens over and over, over again throughout history. Like humans, we continue to create new forms of money every 50 to 70 years or so. And, and, and my point in explaining this is we're in the process of building a new system, right? And the reason why I talk a lot about Bitcoin and crypto uh, and the new innovation technologies is the, the, these are the new currencies, right? You, 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 you can't keep saving an old currency or you're going to get you're going to continue to get your savings devalued, right? Or the money is, and when I say savings, try not to think in a specific currency, right? Just think of the the energy that you don't need anymore, right? Your your energy, like you give somebody your energy, they return your energy back in a form of currency. I, I did an episode on that. You have to be mindful of, all right, how does the system works? And then where do I store the excess, you know, money, again, not tangible that I don't need so that I could not get watered down. And so you can't put it into the old system because the old system is broke. There's not enough 
dollars to support the new, the old system. And so you have to be aware of what the new currency is and place your money there. I think I really did a terrible job um, of connecting dots in the beginning, but I think I got to the point at the end, y'all. So so do me a favor, re-listen to this multiple times. Um, I think you'll get it. I'm going to do a couple more episodes on the euro dollar system, but that's that's it's really important to understand that um, um, this euro dollar system is really at the crux. The the um, uh, a big part of the problem, but the interesting part is it's, it's kind of like I understand why it was built. It makes sense, and once you understand that the parallels between that and Bitcoin, you understand okay, ah, this is why. You know, decentralized money is the future because a decentralized money helps with um, inelasticity problems, right? But we just needed more transparency, um, more understanding of the rules, right? The things that the problems that Bitcoin solves are the ills of this current system, right? And and don't misunderstand me. Fifty to seventy years from now, Bitcoin will be old tech, and we'll need. A new system and one will be built because this is what we do as human beings like forever right uh, throughout time so that's all I got y'all until next week if you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals Philip offers complimentary consults through his company Stonehill Wealth Management for more information log on to stonehillwealthmanagement.com forward slash talk that's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.